welcome back to another episode of the Schneck Sports Talk Podcast. Today, we got a strictly NFL podcast. We're going to go through all the games from week one. We're going to start off with Bills-Rams, work our way to the 1 o'clock, so the 4 o'clock, the Sunday night game, and finally the Monday night game, which was Seahawks and Broncos. So we're going to work from Thursday night to Monday night. We're going to go through every single game, give you my take, and analysis on all that good stuff. We're going to do some overreactions and stuff as well that I've been seeing a lot occurring throughout the NFL community. We'll address those as well. I mean, I thought week one was a pretty good slate. I mean, everything to me, I thought was a good game in my opinion. I know there's a few bad games, obviously, in there. Ravens, Jets, Chiefs, Cardinals was a blowout. Bucks, Cowboys was a boring game. But, like, to me, like, Packers, Vikings was a blowout. But, again, it told me a few things, like, the Vikings are a legit team and a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. They're going to be a solid team. I mean, we can go through all these games. Dolphins pass. I mean, yeah, that's probably one of the more boring games. But again, I thought it was actually, you know, a good game that I got out of it where I could now assess the Miami Dolphins. So to me, I thought week one was great in my opinion. And I'm really excited to talk about it. So I don't want to waste any more time. Without further ado, let's get into it. So let's start off with Bills and Rams. Before we get into that, I think that week one, I already said this already, but week one was a great week of football. Not just because it's the beginning of the year or the beginning of the NFL season, but it was just honestly, in terms of just the slate of games, it was great. But we'll start off with Bills-Rams. I think this is a good way to kick us off. The Bills are legit. We'll we'll start it off with like, like that. Let's start off with the Bills. The Bills, they looked great on both sides of the ball. They forced three turnovers on Stafford. They got to Stafford seven times for sacks. Stafford was 29 out of 41, 240 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. I mean, to be honest with you, they looked phenomenal. The Bills on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Von Miller had a big game for the Bills. He had, I believe, two sacks and four solo tackles, and he had three tackles for a loss. He was great. I think that the Bills' concerns are just minor things. It's minor, and they're not big, you know, like like the Bills have no big problems. I think they're a very good and deep team. I think that they have a lot of guys who can step in and play a role and make an immediate impact, and a lot of their errors or problems are very fixable. Like, their offensive line, as you saw versus the Rams with Aaron Donald, I think that's like one of the worst parts of their team, and they looked pretty solid out there. They looked actually really good. They stopped Aaron Donald for the most part. Aaron Donald had one sack. I mean, Josh Allen only got sacked twice in this game. I mean, it was great to me, in my opinion. We talked about the defense. Let's get into the offense. Josh Allen, he did what he usually does. He was 26 out of 31, 297 yards. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. You look at the two interceptions, you're like, well, he did throw two interceptions. The one wasn't his fault, and the other one, I guess you can blame Josh Allen. But to me, the first one, I think it was the first one, McKenzie, that's not his fault. Uh, those are interceptions that get statted. I don't stat those interceptions, in my opinion, because those are unfair to assess. And to me, Josh Allen, he was great, and I think he kicked off his MVP campaign. The only thing I have concern with with Josh Allen is that the interception number. That number's too high. Two interceptions in your first game, look, not even going to get on you for it because it's week one, but if you want to have 
an MVP caliber season, you're going to have to throw for like 50 touchdowns if you're going to, you know, keep up these interceptions. That'd be the only thing I say again, Josh Allen's not going to throw two interceptions every game, but just, you know, you can't be throwing two interceptions every game, obviously. Right. I think that the bills, I mean, they looked great. Allen had 56 rushing yards on a touchdown. He single-handedly won me my fantasy football game this week. So shout out to Josh Allen. Singletary, he, to me, like, he was their best running back. I know Moss ran hard, but Singletary, to me, was their best running back. He was able to run inside the tackles. He ran outside the tackles. He was in the receiving game. He was, to me, all over the place and did great versus the Rams. The receivers, Diggs, owned. owned. Stefan Diggs owned Jalen Ramsey on Thursday night. Eight receptions, 122 yards, one touchdown on nine targets. Gabe Davis, four receptions, 88 yards on a touchdown. I mean... They looked good, in my opinion. I think that, you know, Kyrie Elam, you know, I think he'll step up as the season goes on. I know they didn't really, they didn't start him in the game versus the Rams, but I think he will step up in a big way as the season goes on. And to me, the Bills, they prove that they are a top team in the AFC, if they're not the top team already. To me, in my opinion, we'll get to the Chiefs and Chargers and all those other teams in the Ravens and the AFC. But in terms of who's the top team and who's the team to beat in the AFC, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think that if you watch that team, I think they were easily 1A or 1B in terms of the best team in football in week one. They were, to me, clear as day, a top two or three team at least in the AFC. Or just not in the AFC, just in the NFL. They were amazing. Let's get to the Rams. Rams, they got some... Got some concerns. Not big, but I think they're going to be able to solve these problems as the season goes on. Number one, Stafford. Three interceptions. And I think actually all of them were his fault, in my opinion. I mean, the one, the outbrow, I mean, doesn't see the guy, gets picked off. The other one, he sails over Cooper's, Cooper Cup's head. It, uh, it goes off his hands and intercepted. Where he, If he throws a line drive bullet pass, he's wide open. Instead, he you know, puts, puts it too high, goes off his hands, interception. His QBR is a 23, which isn't great. He also did get sacked seven times, and that's going to be my uh, focus when we're talking about the Rams today. If they're going to go back to the Super Bowl, they have to block in the offensive line. They had no running success. I mean, the, the Bills had double their rushing yards, and... They did better in the passing game. Josh Allen threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Stafford threw for 191. So they got outpassed by Josh Allen, and the Bills outrushed them in the running game, 121 to 52 yards. So I know they had the long, they had the longest run between the two teams, 18 yards to 13 was the, their longest run. But again, if you're going to be you know, a Super Bowl contender, not saying they're not, just saying, if you want to be successful this year, you have to block on the offensive line. And I'm just going to say this. These overreactions, look, you're going to hear them, right? Obviously on social media and Twitter and, you know, everywhere you go and you know, check out sports, right? I don't like assessing teams and saying that they're bad until, like, week four or five because you know again week one's a slow week like the Bengals lost we know the Bengals are gonna be a good team this year in my opinion like they're gonna win eight nine ten games they're gonna be a good team they lost in week one again do they are they terrible in the worst team in the league no but 
you know, it's week one. It's slow. If I have concerns by week five and you're playing like this, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it. But obviously, like, you know, this is just, you know, coming out of the gate, first game of the year. You know, your starters didn't really play in the in the preseason. I get it. But to recap it, you know, to just finish it all off, Bills played great, and the Rams have a lot of things to improve. The offensive line, and they got torched in the passing game, which I thought was pretty shocking because Jalen Ramsey's a good corner, and they have a good, they have a solid secondary. They got torched. So takeaways: Bills, they're top, they're top team in the AFC, and I think they're a top team in the NFL. If I had to make power ranking, they're number one. And the Rams have a few things to improve, but I think they're very easy and quick to fix. Let's talk Steelers, Bengals. Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers, upset the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 to in overtime in Cincinnati. Let's get right into it. Uh, number one, Steelers looked great. They honestly did. I know the offense wasn't phenomenal, but the defense was clutch. If, you know, they didn't force those turnovers, we lose this game like we did we do every time we play the Bengals with Joe Burrow. It ends up being a 3-4 touchdown game. I mean, four interceptions. I think three of them were in the first half. Can't ask for anything much more than that, in my opinion. They forced five turnovers. I mean, they look look at these team stats real quick. Since I had five turnovers, right? They had five turnovers. Pittsburgh didn't turn the ball over. They doubled their total team yards. Double their total, total team, uh, team yards, basically. 432, 267. So basically, they almost doubled it. Their first downs were 32 to 13 in all, on offense. Possession, time of possession, 43 minutes to 26. They, they had almost double again. And they, and you know, and that's what I just don't get about this game. Cincinnati had a lot, had, had 13 more minutes of possession time and almost double their total yards and double their first downs. And they lost this football game. I don't get that. That makes no sense. Yes, I get the five turnovers, but that's inexcusable. Let's talk about the Steelers. I'm not going to get too too much into it. I know TJ Wise were recording this. I think he's going to be out six weeks at least, I think. I'm pretty sure. Again, it's still being determined as I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Steelers looked good. Their defense looked good. Let's talk about their offense. We know the Steelers' defense is great. Steelers' defense won us this game. I want to talk about the offense because I think that's a priority to focus on here. Uh, Trubisky, solid game. Not good, not great, not terrible. He was not bad. He was, eh, okay. Yeah, like a mid-tier quarterback. Uh, Claypool had, uh, is that glitched? Is that, is Claypool really lead team? No, nah, that's got to be glitched. Wow, really? Chase Claypool led the team. I didn't know this. Chase Claypool led the team in rushing yards. That's crazy. I didn't think that. He got six carries? That's got, that's got to be fake, right? He led team six carries, 36 yards. We're going off this. He had 13 more yards than Nachi Harris. I mean, that's how you know our offense wasn't that good. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Najee, we'll talk about Najee. He, he seems hurt. He seems hurt. Whether he got cleared you know, to play, he didn't look right. I was with a buddy watching Steeler game, you know, me and him, me, the, me and him are Steeler fans, and we could tell, like, he looked hurt. He looked hurt out there. He looked hurt from the first drive of the game on offense. He was limping around. He was limping through the hole. He wasn't explosive. 
Like you could tell he he looked hurt. He looked hurt running the ball, and then he gets you know he starts to limp and he gets you know cart not cart off but gets into the locker room like fourth quarter overtime, and he was out for that period of time, which was like the fourth quarter. Look, the Steelers like they could be solid team. The thing is the quarterback. If we had Jimmy Garoppolo, we're a nine ten win team, probably making the playoffs, in my opinion, and that's just me. If we had Jimmy Garoppolo, I think we're a playoff team. We have Mitchell Trubisky, who, again, is not bad, but, again, he's not great. He's not bad. He's not great. He's okay. He's mid-tier. Steelers, we know the defense was great. The offense, look, they just need to step it up a little bit. I think they will be able to. They got a lot of talent on that offense. So, I really like the game Pittsburgh played. It was a gritty, tough game. I liked what the Pittsburgh Steelers did this uh, this past Sunday. Talk about the Bengals. I mean, look. Don't even want to get much into it because super misleading game. They were pretty bad in the first half. Six points. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to harp on the Bengals. I mean, we could talk about Burrow throwing four interceptions, and that's the guy that, you know, they said was better than Herbert in the offseason. I could say that, but, again, I'm not going to because there's no reason to because, again, it's week one. And there's no reason to overreact. I get that we've been missing football for about seven, eight months. But again, there's no reason to overreact. But the Bengals, look, their defense is great. So that's a good sign. But their offense needs to step up a little bit. Burrow throwing the ball 53 times. like, And, you know, what did uh, mix that 27 carries, 82 yards. 27 carries, Burrow ran the ball six times. I think that the Bengals, and look, I'm going to just say this. Level concern, not on the high scale, but their offensive line looked pretty bad. Pretty bad. Look, I know Steelers' pass rush is good, but if you're going to match up with these AFC West teams like the Chiefs and Chargers, and I know the Chiefs don't have the best pass rush, but the Chargers have Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa, and they couldn't block TJ Watt by himself or Cam Hayward for that matter. You got two of the best pass rushers in the game. With Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. They're not the best, but two of the best in the game. And Joey Bosa and Mack. And you're going to have to block those two, you know, single coverage, basically. They're going to be one-on-one blocking. Let's see how they do. And to me, the, their test, the Bengals' test, I know they play the Cowboys this week. But their big test, to me, will be Baltimore and New Orleans. Those two road games right there. That's going to be, like, the assessment. That's, like, the... That's like the quiz for me. Like you got the Ravens, and you got the Saints. That those are going to be like you know they're formative, right? In school, you know, you take formative. That's you know the quiz, and then the summatives, the test. The formative is Ravens, Saints, and then to me, it's this you know Halloween stretch with the Browns and all the way to the Chiefs. That's going to be like their assessment, and that's how I'm going to be able to evaluate them. The Ravens and Saints, because those are two road games, and those are two tough games. Saints are going to be good at. At Baltimore, it's going to be a tough game from what I watched. And you got at New Orleans. So I think that you look at that, that's going to be their crucial part. To wrap it up, I really like the Bengals. I look, they lost week one, but again, it's early. I think they did actually pretty well. Slow start in the first half, but they picked it up towards the second. I think that they will be fine for next week. Eagles lines, I want to keep this one short. Eagles went off in the second quarter. Lions, man, I'm telling you, they're a gritty team. They are a gritty team. They are not going to give up. You can be up 17, 20, 25, 30 points. They're not going to give up. 
and they're going to always be in the game. And the Eagles learned that quickly. Eagles played great. Offensively, they were great. Hurts was solid. A.J. Brown was great. Their defense was good. They got a pick six off Jared Goff. I think they were good, honestly. I don't really have much to say. I think that they're the same team from last year, but just a little bit better overall and a little more precise. I think A.J. Brown helps that a lot, and their defense defense is great. Their defense is really good. We'll talk about them on Thursday. We'll, we'll go more in-depth on them on Thursday. In their Thursday podcast, we're talking about the Monday Night Football game that I'm really excited for next week. The one of the doubleheader between Bills and Titans and Vikings and Eagles. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Hurts and what I expect from him in that game. But I think that Eagles looked great here, man. This is a spot that they could have easily got upset in, and they took the game. They they took it. They took the game and won it. They were great all around. I know they were quiet in the fourth quarter, but I just think that, you know, Eagles are a top team. They're a top team in the NFC. I think they're going to win the NFC East. When we get to Dallas, we'll talk about why they're going to win the NFC East, Philly. But I really liked what they did. And Detroit, look, I don't even got much to say. Their defense was good. The offense was good. They scored 35 points. Again, they're a gritty team. They're always going to be in these games. But at the end of the day, they lost. And I think there will be more games here where they're in it. And they're going to pull off some upsets first teams that they shouldn't win against. Pats, Dolphins. Look, we'll keep it short here. Short and sweet. Dolphins, they looked good. But again, still have concerns with Tua's arm. And the Pats look terrible. Pats look terrible. I mean, they actually looked atrocious. I mean, offensively, defensively, they looked bad. They looked bad on both sides of the football. And it looked like a not like it didn't look like Bill Belichick was coaching their football team. It looked really, really bad. They're not a team I can really take seriously because again, their their wide receiving core is like okay. Their running back group's good. Jones is good. But like everything else, the offensive line is not great. The defense isn't really great. The corners aren't great. The safeties aren't good. The linebackers aren't that good. Like they're just not a good football team, just straight up. And there's not a lot to say there. Jaguars, Commanders, Wentz again. He looked like 2017 Wentz, and then he looked like Indianapolis Colts Carson Wentz, where he throws two interceptions back to back. Bill Simmons said this on his podcast. That he's such a fun guy to watch Carson Wentz where, you know, one time, you know, he's going to throw a dot to the wide receiver. He's going to throw a dot to the corner for an interception. Even the D linemen have a chance to make a play on on some of his passes because the way he throws the ball. And it's true. It, it really is because he's he's just I – don't, I, don't, I don't know what to describe it because he's not a bad quarterback. People need to understand that he's not a bad quarterback. It's just like, you know – He's not the smartest quarterback. He takes his chances way too much when he shouldn't. And I think that, look, they're a solid team. Antonio Gibson led them in rushing and receiving. I think that they're going to be a good team, but not enough to win the NFC East, in my opinion. Jaguars, they looked solid. They looked solid under Doug Peterson. They've really got going in the second half, in my opinion. They were slow in the first, but really got going towards the second half. It was enough to win, but they do face Indianapolis at home where they're very good against the Colts at home. We'll get into that game in a little bit. But let's get to Saints-Falcons. Saints pull off a comeback. I think they were down 26-10. to They were down 16 points in the fourth quarter. 
Saints scored 17 unanswered when the game. I think that the Saints are actually a solid team and are going to be a very good team. One, their defense got going late. They had a bad second quarter, but they were pretty consistent in terms of defense, of giving up points and stuff. I think that the Saints are going to be a good team. Michael Thomas looked like Michael Thomas from 2019. He looked that good. He was really, really good for the Saints. Clutch catches in the end zone. He basically, you know, back shoulder fade in the end zone over A.J. Terrell. Touchdown. He looked really good. I think that the Saints are going to be a solid team. I don't know if I can say that about the Falcons. Look, and this is just a fantasy thing. I stayed away from Kyle Pitts in all, all, every single one of my fantasy leagues. Because, again, I don't know what I was going to get from him. He gets two receptions for 19 yards, but, again, he gets seven targets. So, again, I don't really know what to think of him. Again, generational talent, but I don't know if he's going to get that production. Same thing with Julio Jones. Generational talent, but doesn't get the production because, you know, quarterback can't throw him the ball. Not saying Matt Ryan's a bad quarterback, but he'd never get in the end zone, and he was great, but never worth like a top pick in fantasy football. With the Falcons, I think that Cordell Patterson was good. Mariota looked good. But again, I'd like to see Desmond Ritter. That's the guy I'd like to see. Let's move on. Niners-Bears. Did I not tell you in my NFC record predictions that the Bears were going to upset the 49ers? And by the way, let me say something. I went 4-0 on my Shags 5 here. The goal is to pick five games. I We're also, the, you guys want me to do the over-under games as well. You guys want me to pick over-unders. I did an over-under. So here are my picks that I went 4-0. They're on Twitter. So if you think I'm lying, check out the Shag Sports Talk on Twitter. My picks for this week were Ravens, minus 6.5. Broncos, Seahawks, under 44.5. Vikings, plus 1.5. And the Bucks. Minus two and a half. Went four and oh, sweep the slate. It was great. But let's get to Niners Bears. Again, can't judge the Niners. They really can't judge this game because Trey Lance, it was rainy, it was his first start. He didn't look ter he looked terrible in my opinion. But again, it was raining, so it's hard to tell. They're really bad conditions. If he plays bad versus the Seahawks, then obviously we can talk about something. But again, I can't really talk about the Niners. I really can't. Because I don't know what to I really don't know what to say because, again, it was raining, all, all that stuff. And the Bears, look, Bears, Fields played well. But, again, hard to judge them to say that they're a top team or, you know, they're going to win the division or something like that because, again, it's raining and bad conditions and it's hard to evaluate. Ravens, Jets, Lamar threw for three touchdowns, really looked like a top player, top quarterback in the league. Let's get into it. Heath. He rejected a contract before week one that would have had him, I think, in conversations of Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray money. But the thing was he wanted more guaranteed money. It wasn't the contract length or anything like that. He wanted more guaranteed money. I think it was like $130 million guaranteed, and the contract could go up to 260 or 70 something like that. And he declined it because there wasn't enough guaranteed money. So he's going to really play, you know, try to play like an MVP, get that contract. I think what's going to happen here, if you want my honest opinion, think the contract talks could get really ugly, but I think what's going to happen here is he's just going to end up getting a franchise tag. 
if you want my honest opinion. I think he's going to get the franchise tag. Uh, Ravens cruise to victory. Not much to say here. Ravens dominate. I told you they're going to be a really good team. They were slow offensively, but really got going in the second half. Really got going. And the defense, same thing. The, the team clicked in the second half. Really clicked. They were firing on all cylinders. They looked really good. Jets, Joe Flacco. Don't really know what to say because the, foul, uh, the Jets, they were pretty bad. Pretty bad. There's not a lot of things I could say that were really good except the young players. I really liked how Carter played. I really liked how Brees Hall played. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. I thought they were all really good. Browns, Panthers. Baker does not get his revenge on Cleveland. Let's talk about it. Number one, that, what was it, hands to the face call or rough in the passer was absolutely BS. There is no way that you can call that in the fourth quarter in that tight of a game. You just can't. That's absolutely BS. You cannot call that where Burns went up and went to accelerate his hand and as he accelerated and went up, raised his hand and ended up hitting Brissett in the face. And they and he was on alignment. It wasn't like, you know, he jumped up and hit him in the face. He just rose up from the tackle, got off the edge, put his hands up to raise the block, put his hands up, hits him in the helmet and the call flag. You cannot call that. You just can't. Baker didn't look great, but Nick Chubb looked phenomenal. Robbie Anderson had a big game. DJ Moore, man, can they get him the football? I mean, is it that hard? Is it that hard to get him the football? I know he threw 235 yards, but, like, DJ Moore had three receptions for 43 yards and only six targets, you know? He should be leading the team in targets in almost every game if it's not Robbie Anderson. He just should. McCaffrey really didn't do much. Didn't look that great. 10 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. But, again, wasn't really, you know, that much involved in the passing game. And that's kind of concerning. Brown's Brissett was average. He's average quarterback. He's a backup. What do you expect from him? Not much to say here. Browns get their first opening day victory since 2004. That's pretty crazy. Colts-Texans end in a tie. Matt Ryan, look, they're the same football team. They really are. They're the same football team that they were last year. The difference is their quarterback's not named Carson Wentz. John Taylor getting the ball 31 times, 160 yards on the touchdown. I think their goal, Matt Ryan, is is for him not to lose the game. That's their goal. Carson Wentz would lose them games because he would throw crucial interceptions. They're okay with Ryan going 32 of 50, 300 yards on a touchdown, as long as he's not, you know, fumbling the football, turning it over, throwing interceptions, that stuff. They're fine with him being inefficient and having 300 yards on a touchdown because they got the best running back in football, or one of the best. The other best running back is in Tennessee. But I think that this game tells a lot. One, that the Colts aren't exactly where we thought they would be, currently in week one again it's early we still got 17 more weeks in the nfl season in the regular season they're not where we thought we were going to be but coming out of this weekend i think they're the best team in the afc south so again they tie to arguably the worst team in the afc south not named the jaguars but yet they're the best team in the afc south in my opinion so i think it's a weird game whack game to tell let's get to chiefs cardinals I didn't really watch this game. I had a hard time watching the 4 o'clock games. 
the only I only I only watched it like two four two or three four o'clock games. The one I did watch it was Chiefs Chargers or Chargers Raiders. We'll get into that in a second. Chiefs Cardinals. I watched some of this game back. Mahomes was incredible. Thirty of thirty nine, three sixty five touchdowns. The Cardinals offense, and this is where I'm not high on Kyler Murray as most people are because it's stuff like this. They have a chance to make a statement. Not not they don't have to go out and win, but just be competitive, right? You don't you know have to beat the Chiefs. You know, throw them for five touchdowns again. Mahomes is undefeated in September. Besides the Baltimore game, right? He's one of the best players in the month of September we've ever seen, and one their Chiefs are one of the best teams we've seen in September in a long time. In terms of just in the month of September, in the last like five years, when since Mahomes has been quarterback, they've been very, very good. They had a chance to, you know, make it a shootout, right? Stay in the game, right? They're down like fourteen nothing, like just like that, fourteen nothing. All right, it's nine seven the second quarter, but again, it's like tw- what is it like twenty three seven and a half? You're like, oh, then get back into it. Fourteen, bam! Now it's thirty seven to seven. Then the Cardinals start to answer, and then the Chiefs score and makes it 44-21. In terms of the Chiefs, they looked amazing. They are the second-best team in the AFC, in my opinion. Chargers are the third. They play each other on Thursday Night Football. We'll see how that goes. They looked great, both sides of the ball. Offense, defense was shaky, in my opinion. Because, again, I don't know how to evaluate the Cardinals' offense. I don't know if they're good or bad. Can't really tell. But they didn't look the best, but they also didn't look the worst. They looked good, decent, not bad, not terrible, okay. Chiefs offense was the best thing of the day for them. They were phenomenal. No one could stop them. No one could stop them. Just straight up. You can't stop this Chiefs offense. Tyreek Hill goes, oh, what's Mahomes going to be? He's going to be great. Like he's always been. He's the best quarterback in football. It's not really close. We can talk about Aaron Rodgers. We can talk about Josh Allen. We talk about Herbert. Those are all great quarterbacks. We can talk about Tom Brady. They're all great quarterbacks, but they're not better than Patrick Mahomes. They're just not. We're being honest. He can make every throw on the field. He can make every throw from his one, his first read to his third read to his fourth and fifth and sixth reads into his ch- progressions. He's the best quarterback in the league, and it, to me, it's not really close. I don't really see the argument for Rodgers. I don't really care about the MVPs. Because who has more success come postseason? Mahomes has. Mahomes has a Super Bowl in the last five years. He's also been to two. Two more recently than Aaron Rodgers. Let's get into Raiders Chargers. Chargers, they looked great. They looked great. Chargers looked really good. You look at the Chargers, I think they're the best, the third best team in football. I really do. I think they could be one of the best teams in the AFC. Probably the best, I think, in my opinion. But I think that they they I mean they looked great. Their defense was really the big thing. Their offense, they weren't great, but we know what we're gonna get from the offense. I know Keenan Allen's probably gonna be off Thursday night football, time of recording this says he's doubtful. But they looked great. Their offense was good, but the defense that looked like a brand staley led defense. They gave they only gave up nineteen points. Nineteen points to the Raiders. And Derek Carr had two he was twenty two of thirty seven, two ninety five, two touchdowns, and I believe three interceptions. He had three interceptions. He was sacked five times. 
He was, to me, pretty trash, in my opinion, in this game. Not a trash quarterback. He was just trash in this game. There's things like, you know, forcing the ball to Devontae Adams. And if you're a Waller or a Redfro fantasy owner, you have to be sideways because Waller, like Devontae Adams got targeted 17 times in this game. And Waller only got four receptions, right? I mean, Waller got six targets, four receptions, 79 yards. When they threw him the ball, he was making plays. If you're a Hunter Renfro owner, you have to be pissed because last year he was one of the best red zone threats for the Raiders. Three receptions, 21 yards, only six targets. Devontae Adams got 17 targets, you know? And that's an issue because it seems like he's just staring down Devontae Adams. He actually got picked off once because of that where he was staring down a read where he should have thrown the ball a lot earlier, waits on it, decides to throw it. Sante Samuel jumps in front and picks it off. Chargers looked great. Herbert, again, starting his MVP campaign. I think the, uh, I said this on the podcast, I think. Herbert and Allen, to me, are going to be the two guys that are going to be neck and neck for this MVP race. They're just going to. Herbert's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. They're both going to be leading top offenses. They're going to be... Chargers and Bills are going to be two of the best teams in the league. So there's that argument to it, too. They're going to be great. I mean, Chargers are going to be great. I know they got Chiefs on Thursday. I think they're going to lose that game. If you want my honest opinion right now, I think they're going to lose that game because they don't have Keenan Allen. But you never know with Herbert. The Chargers do play the Chiefs very well. And the Raiders got the Cardinals, where I think they're going to win that game. We'll go to... We'll go to Packers-Vikings. We'll get to Giants game next. Packers-Vikings. Vikings win big 23-7. I told you this was going to happen. And I think a lot of people knew this too. At least the people I talked to. The Vikings were going to come out and prove a point. They were going to come out and prove a point to the Packers. Hey, this is you're not going to roll over for this division. Justin Jefferson torched. Torched the Packers. Nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Again, not going to overreact to the Packers because, again, we overreacted last year. We looked like a bunch of idiots where they went, what, 13-4, and 14-3, got the first overall seed in the NFC, and after they lost week one. So, again, we could look like idiots here again and overreact. I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until week four or five to overreact or along that line. I'm not going to say anything about the Packers because – that game's a completely different game if Christian Watson, I believe it was, catches that pass. And you know the one I'm talking about. It's the one where Rodgers finds him up the sideline. It's going to be a big play, and he drops it. So I'm not going to speak. I'm not even going to speak on the Packers because if he catches it, that's a different ball game. Not saying they're going to win, but it's a different ball game. So 23-7 is a little bit misleading. It's more 23-14, 23-17, somewhere around there. And the Vikings felt like they could have scored 40 points. Justin Jefferson was honestly the best player in that field. It wasn't really close. Nine receptions, 185 yards, two touchdowns. He was great. He's my offense player of the year pick. He's, he's going to have a monster year. And with Kevin O'Connell coming in and changing this system, changing this offense, they are going to they're going to do miracles in Minnesota because it's going to help Justin Jefferson as a wide receiver 
And I really think that he's really going to take a step up in terms of production. He thought 1,500 yards was a lot. Don't be surprised he gets 2,000 and 15 to 20 touchdowns. Just don't be surprised because he is going to get a lot of targets. And if you can see here in his, you know, his targets were high. He had 11 targets, led the team by a mile. The next guy that was close was Dalvin Cook, the five targets. That was the next closest guy. He doubled him in targets. They're looking at Jefferson. They're looking to scheme him open. O'Connell came from the McVay coaching tree, so he knows how to scheme up these guys. I'm really excited for this team. I really am. And one more thing. One more thing. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football because he can do almost everything on the field. And he's unlocking new things to his bag as a wide receiver, like coming out of the backfield. And I'm telling you, Kevin O'Connell, I think, should have won Coach of the Year. I'm really that high on the Vikings. I think that he's going to have a great year. They're going to win. Co- he's going to win Coach of the Year, and they're going to be a, a team to be messed with. And the one thing I now I got to my, I lost my train of thought. But the one thing is, I really, really, really like their defense. Their defense was great. They picked off Rodgers. I mean, they looked good. They looked really good. They got to him four times. They honestly looked pretty good. And that was their big concern. They looked pretty good, honestly. Giants-Titans. The New York Giants win a football game. Wow. Number one, Saquon Barkley is back. B-A-C-K. Back. He is back. He's back. Straight up. Saquon Barkley was phenomenal. Phenomenal. 18 carries, 164 yards, one touchdown. And he didn't just do it in the running game. He also did it in the passing game. And Saquon Barkley, to me, he needs to stay healthy. They were great. Straight up, they were great. Jones, 17-21, 188 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And the one pick was trying to throw it away. There was an interception, whatever. You move on, right? I think that the Giants, you look at them and you say, ah, oh, they're not a good team. But they might start the season four now. They might. Because they got Carolina, they got Dallas with no Dak, and they got the Bears. They could be four now. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I think they'll be more three and one, two and two. But I really like what the Giants did. Titans, did you try your hardest to choke that game? I mean, my goodness. The Titans absolutely choked, choked on that game, choked, choked job. Up 13 nothing at halftime. You can't lose that game. I don't really care. They couldn't score. They were lifeless. Giants were drowning in a pool, and the Titans saved them. Straight up, they were they were the Giants were about to get ran off the field by Derrick Henry, and the Titans tried to sling the ball too much, lost the game because of it. The Titans, I think, are not going to be a playoff team. They're not that good. They're just not good. They're not a good football team. They don't do a lot of things right. And they're very undisciplined. So that's just my opinion on it. And we're going to start now with Sunday Night Football. We're two games away from the end of the podcast. Bucks 
Cowboys don't even have a lot to say here. Defense looked great. Tom Brady was good, not great. And I think that the Cowboys are done. The Cowboys, I'm gonna say this. Don't like to I said this, I don't like to assume teams week one. But they're done in my opinion. I think that they are in deep, 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 deep trouble. Because Dak being out for four weeks or however long it is, yeah. They didn't even look good to begin with. One, C D Land didn't look great. He didn't look great. They didn't really get Schultz involved as their second best receiving option. And I mean, they're, what was good about their offense? Their offensive line's not good. Dak did not look good at all before he got hurt. The receiving core looked pretty bad. And, like, I, I don't really know how to describe this team. Defense was solid. Defense was the best part of their team. They shut out the Bucks in the fourth quarter. They were actually really good, the Cowboys, on defense. But, again, they just didn't look great. They didn't look like the Cowboys, like, okay, you're going to play a close game with the Buccaneers. They didn't, they didn't look good at all. Let's get to the Sunday night or the Monday night game, which was honestly the best game of the weekend. Honestly, it might have been. 17-16, Seahawks take over the Broncos. Let's talk about it. Russell Wilson. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson here. Nathaniel Hackett, what are you doing? It's fourth and four, fourth and five. You try a 64-yard field goal attempt with Brandon McManus. Again, great kicker, but again, you paid Russell Wilson $260 million, $240, million, $260 million, and you're not going to go for it there. That makes zero. That makes absolutely zero sense right there. Number one, let's start off with number one. It's Russell Wilson. Why are you not going for it? And number two, that is such a long field goal. There's things like, you know, trying it from 60 yards. Or, you know, you kick a 60-yard field goal for the win instead of going for it on fourth and four. I somewhat think it's justifiable. But this here, 64 yards for the win, when you have Russell Wilson with fourth and four, I think that's inexcusable, in my opinion. Uh, the, all, the defense looked actually pretty good. They shut out the Seahawks in the second half. But the offense was god-awful. God-awful. I know Russ threw, what, 29-42, 3-41 touchdown. Very misleading. They fumbled twice on the goal line. Twice. Twice in the red zone. That's inexcusable. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. That just can't happen. You cannot fumble twice on the goal line. They had 10 plays in the red zone, and they literally did not score. That just can't That can't happen. If you're going to be a top team, that can't happen. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Geno Smith. What a redemption story, man. Comes out, you know, no one's taking him seriously because Russell Wilson's in town. They actually booed Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys listen to ESPN telecast, but, man, they booed Russell Wilson. Booed him. It's crazy. One thing is like, okay, you boo him, whatever. Like, you do the, like, they do the thing where they introduce him back or whatever. It's one thing. Then you boo him, whatever. Sure, it's fine. But they, they there was more boos and cheers. They, he won you a Super Bowl. He won you a Super Bowl. Yeah, he also lost you a Super Bowl. But the one-yard line throw. But again, you know, if you watch the Broncos game, you know why they didn't run the ball in the one-yard line. Because they fumbled with Russell Wilson. I'm joking. But I just think, like, the Broncos are not that team. They're just not. They're not. I don't think they're a top-three team in the eight in their own division. 
I think that there's teams in the AFC that are just honestly better than them. Broncos, uh, Bengals, Ravens. Steelers aren't better than them. But I was really just, to me, like, off, the defense is good. But the offense got to get up to par. They didn't look impressive on, on Monday night. They really didn't. And that's, like, my big concern with the Broncos. It's, you know, they didn't look that good. So that will do it today's episode of the Shaq Sports Talk podcast. Make sure you check out the Twitter, the socials, all that good stuff. I will be trying to get the podcast out on Thursday for my picks. We did very well last week. I hope to do the same. The Shag Sports Talk podcast is out.